Dude, I did acid once and played for like, I mean, we must have played for like 12 hours. I don't know. Whatever. Let's talk some gear. I don't know. Let's talk some gear. I'm warm. You're warm. Yeah, I'm baby. Henry. Who are you? I'm Dave. Yeah, you are. We're GearBuds. This hey. is GearBuds Podcast. And that was probably the most professional intro we've ever done. So Smooth. Uh, kudos. Uh, episode 85 of mm-hmm. GearBuds Podcast, which... Uh, 85 bears, baby. Yeah, you know? dude. That's it. Celebrate. That's all, that's all you got to say. I, I I was going to try to come up with like a fun use of the number, but that's that's the only that's the only use of it's the number. It's the 85 that sticks out in my mind for sure, especially right. especially in these times, you know. Meatballs. Uh, God, I can't even get into Chicago sports <laughs> we right now. We won't get into Chicago sports right now, no. Let's, but we can get into the Symphony of Corrections here because uh, we don't have a guest today. It's just us doing a little duo cast, hey, cutting it up gear style. We just had we had a lot to catch up on, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what we wanted to do. But we, we're excited about some guests that we have in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so absolutely. Stay strapped in for that. Here's your weekly reminder here in the Symphony of Corrections that uh, cables are tone tubes. Thank you for listening to this and for uh, following us on all the things. Uh, you know, it might not sound like a lot, but we just hit a sustained 500 followers on Instagram. Yes. Which thank you. It's a huge landmark for us. Is It is for us. And it's been, all, we have, you know, we could have done the thing where we followed like 50,000 people right. and then unfollowed them, but this has all been totally sustained organic growth. People that actually like our shit mm-hmm. and, and like our show. So thank Appreciate you for following us on Instagram and for, and for hanging out with Dave on Facebook. Uh, man, that, yeah. uh, that, that Hendrix picture of how of cool was the, that at the desk? Oh yeah. man, I don't think I'd ever seen that one, honestly. Yeah. I, I saw it somewhere else on the internet that morning and I was like, I'm stealing that and posting it. Yeah. yeah Cause that's what, that's how we roll. You know, that's, what that's we how do. we roll. I mean, it's what the first person you posted. It's not like they created yeah, it's not it. Like they the weren't photog- there in 1971 you know, or had something. the photographer been credited. I'm sure I would have, uh, looked into that oh yeah but, we're yeah. all about the credit oh yeah man absolutely but yeah that that's a cool picture if you guys haven't seen it uh go to the uh, gearboats facebook check out some of the recent posts and uh you'll see it up there hendrix working the controls i heard he was kind of you know he'd go into the studio pretty messed up i heard you know like tripping on acid he was an acid dude yeah, yeah. and i mean it, like he you know electric lady like he that that was like the, his studio so yeah. that they built so he could make music and i i haven't done it yet but i'll be honest i've been deeply flirting with the idea of having a a, 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 a good old acid or mushroom day Ooh, in the studio. Interesting. You just should like see what happens. Yeah, maybe start with like a low dose, just kind of micro micro oh, dose. Of course. I would not I do I'm too old to like try to <laughs> eat like an eighth of mushrooms. It's been years since I've even done any of that kind of stuff anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I would just say you know I'm I'm much more of a mushroom than acid person anyway. So I would probably you know, see a little bit and see what happens. I've never done that before. I've I've never like tried to create under that influence but i saw a tweet recently that was so true and it totally hit a home for me it was like hey white people can you go back to like taking psychedelics and making cool psychedelic music again because that's what you guys are good at and i was like <laughs> you're right random person on twitter that yeah. is what white people have been good for with music we should get back to that yeah i agree man and i'm i'm in like i love i love psychedelic rock and like 60s type stuff man so Dude. i would be i'd be all over that all right well maybe we'll have ourselves a little uh, gear buddy trip sesh uh subscribe spotify apple stitcher google oh i've got a thing for gearbudspodcast.com slash free stuff uh this is a synth and this is interesting because i don't think i've i've seen it uh, a synth sold with this particular model anymore uh before it's called mm-hmm. vital and i think it's just vital audio uh, it's vital.audio um is the website but the, i'm pretty sure vital is also the name of the synth but basically uh you can download it for free and it has some it's a wavetable based synth um 
So it has, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was something like say 75 presets and 25 different wavetables. Or you could do like a mid tier where you pay, I don't even know what it was, say 20 bucks. And mm -hmm. then you get X amount more presets, X amount more wavetables. And then there was also even on top of that, cool. like a subscription model where you pay a certain amount, I don't know what it was monthly or yearly. And then you get new content constantly. Nice, uh, because it's it's a sort of synth where they're trying to build. They've got a lot of user, uh, co like community users who are building presets, so it's kind of like getting this like user content too. Um, I don't know. I, I, I haven't. I haven't. I didn't pay for it. I just went with the, with the free one to mm -hmm. check it out, and it sounds awesome. It's if you're into, if you're looking for a wavetable synth, which you should be because it's an awesome plugin. You should download it, and that can be found at gearbudspodcast.com slash free stuff, awesome. where we keep our free stuff. You know, I need to do. Um, I need to do a, a little bit of a gut check on that because I know that some of those on there were uh, time sensitive. So if any of you listening happen to to go and notice that some of them are expired, uh, maybe shoot us a little note, gearbudspodcast at gmail.com or on any of the socials to let us know because I'm lazy. <laughs> I do need to do that, though, because I do want to clean it up if possible. Yeah. Got to keep it cleanly. Okay. Well, you know, and uh, or, you know, maybe they click the link and there's some other offer now or some other, uh, Ooh, some other thing. Yeah. So you just never know. Like they might just be like, oh, well, I was. I was interested in this synth anyways, so maybe I'll maybe I will pay the ten dollars or whatever they ask for it. So good old positive spin, Dave. Hey, love it. Speaking uh, of positive spin, here's a negative spin for you. Here's bad fucking ideas. <laughs> uh, not much to report this week, although our favorite poster, uh, the man who who insists on uh, posting, uh, addressing quote Craigslist's biggest morons. Oh, I love this guy. Uh, did post basically it's the same idea uh, as we've talked about before. He's updated some of the different things in there. Although it is funny to see that. That Wurlitzer guitar that really rankles him is still for sale. Yeah. Um, but then he's added a couple other things in there. And then, you know, how long are you morons going to do this? Mm -hmm. A lot of misspelling. He's a lot really of mad. Caps. It's embarrassing that people this stupid exist. Yeah. I have to wonder, or maybe I have to hope, that this gentleman or or lady, it, it the, how dumb and, and poorly it's written feels like a dude, honestly. But it could be. It could be. It could be a lady. It doesn't have to be a guy. It could be any. It could be any of the genders. Yes. Right. The... I have my hope is that this person has heard our show or has been hipped that oh. someone has t is talking about this and it has fed into him f continuing his pursuit of tearing down all of the morons. I hope so, list. man. I mean, I hope this guy never goes away. I really I don't I hope people don't flag his posts. I hope we get to see him in all their glory. Uh, he brightens my day. I love it. Are you idiots waiting for another capital idiot, but not all caps, just capital I idiot, <laughs> to be born to buy your overpriced horseshit? So in this scenario, he wants someone to be born and then age at least 16 years and then buy the overpriced horseshit? Come on, man. At least if you're going to, if you're like, work on your insults a little bit is all I'm saying. If you're listening to this man or woman or other, please. Hold on. He's really upset about a Harmony Rocket for 475 I, had I think that's a, I, a pretty decent price, I had price, a Harmony man. Rocket, and I think I paid like 500 bucks for it. And that, I, I mean, ended up selling that was it for a lot, more. That was a lot back then. Four seventy five is about market right now. I'd say, but the, I mean, part of that is, I, or, or wait, am I thinking of the Bobcat that uh, yeah. St. Vincent? The Bobcat's plays. the solid. The solid body is the Bobcat. Yeah, right. Though no, the uh, the rocket the that I had was the, a semi hollow, the, the double cutaway semi hollow, short yep. scale. It was a cool fucking guitar. It just wasn't my thing. I sold it for more than I paid. So I don't know. This if you yeah. find if there's a Harmony Rocket right now for four seventy five, I would advise somebody to scoop that up. It's a it's a fine. Or at least guitar. throw like a four hundred dollar offer at it or something. Get you know? your uh, get your uh, black keys on. Doesn't don't they play those? Uh, I know I that know. he's done a lot of the airlines and the yeah. harmonies and all that shit. I could I couldn't tell you which one. You'll get that to tone. You'll, it'll, you'll get it'll, there. It'll get you there. That yeah. thing where we we now spend a lot of money to sound crappy. <laughs> 
this won't make you sound crappy. Reverb's doing a thing right now, and I haven't checked today to see where they are, but um, they're doing, it's it's called the One Mic organization, I believe, reverb.com slash shop slash one dash mic, where basically a bunch of celebrities have signed or autographed different oh, yeah. microphones that are right. currently available for sale on Reverb, and then all of the proceeds are going to youth um, uh, troubled youth music organizations, right. essentially. Uh, so if you are the sort of person that has enough cash to buy a $1,500 signed Alanis Morissette Neumann TLM 102 or whatever it was, or that or that ridiculous limited edition Sure Paul McCartney SM58. Which is not Which signed. wasn't even signed. Right. Yeah, it was just his like silkscreened image, which, I mean, it's, it's so cool. fucking stupid, but I want it. I kind of want it. I definitely want it. Well, it made me think, like, how come people don't silkscreen more sure microphones like how come they don't either have a division where they do that i feel like they'd sell a ton i might have to cut this part out because yeah. um this is our idea that we're going to make some yeah dude. branded seriously mics because yeah. why not dude you my sister has that fucking machine that'll be easy as hell just well, make her put her to work and yeah, <laughs> she'll start branding microphones yeah man just, you know flip it for like well yeah. to your li- the listeners out there that are interested which are probably not many but there are some of you uh, we are working on merch that is something that is that is uh, has been discussed and is happening we, we people multiple people now have asked us for shirts and things we've got stickers but i don't we haven't really made it possible for people to buy those we just give them away yeah yeah we um, just gave those away at the run we need that. to fucking fleece you people for all that you're worth so we're gonna definitely make some shirts so you can at least, I mean, some of the GearBuzz logos are pretty fucking sweet, dude. Like, I'd wear that shit even if I wasn't one of the hosts of the show. Yeah, yeah. We have our own shirts, but uh, yeah, we should we figure do. out maybe a way to make a few and get them out to our loyal yeah. listeners. That'd be get great. Get them out there. And uh, finally, visit saverstages.com if that's a thing you haven't done. But honestly, if you listen to the show, you've probably done it already. So thanks for being you. And Dave, thank you for being you and for having thank the name you. Dave. Because then I get to now say my two favorite words that I get to say every single week and those words are Dave's Dives. wow you really hit that one man that was fantastic what an intro i i i really went out of my way to ham it up and build it up a little bit feeling a little stone feeling a little good i love it man i was uh, i was really it felt that through my headphones yeah. um yeah so i watched a pretty good one the other night man i i yeah, honestly buddy. you know what i like sometimes i like watching ones where i don't know anything about the uh the person before i watch it although they're super famous no preconceived notions i've never yeah i was well, just I guess maybe like, some if they're that famous and i might know like a few like a few tunes or like a little bit of like who, what this person looks like but i didn't know anything about it so amazon just released one called uh down and dirty johnny winter and it's the johnny oh. winter story johnny winter if you guys don't know is like this amazing blues guitar player like I had Edgar no brother. fucking idea. Yeah, exactly. Edgar Winter's brother. Uh, really cool story, man. They were both, you know, they were both born albino, mm-hmm. uh, so they have the bright white hair and the and you know they can't they have no melanin in their skin, and they are actually are both legally blind as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, which I didn't know, and I know I know a, a percentage of albinos can be born legally blind. Uh, I had a friend in high school who was uh, like that. No so kidding. yeah, so um, it's it's. Anyways, they so I think that's kind of what got them that acute, you know, they were able to hear music better. And they started off playing, their parents were musicians, and they started off playing together when they were like, you know, seven or eight years old. Um, by the time uh, Johnny was 16, he was like playing at blues bars, you know, just going, just going nuts on the guitar, man. It's fucking awesome, dude, man. I don't know if he's still alive. I think the documentary came out 2016. Um, he was looking pretty old, but he had a crazy life, man. He went through this whole... You know, obviously they partied in the 60s. I was going to say, was he a drug guy? 
Yeah, well, he got into he got into heroin. This is pretty crazy. He got into heroin in like the late '60s. He only did it for like two years, and then he did methadone for like thirty years after that. Like, thirty years, holy shit! Methadone, which is what you That's use a to long wean. time sustain a meth addiction not not meth not methamphetamine not crystal meth i know yeah, yeah meth yeah right methadone. so which is what you, you like you know, said like to, to recover from recovering it's it. still it's still an addictive drug well it's, it's something that you're supposed to take for like a matter of weeks or months to wean exactly. yourself off and this guy's just taken it for 30 years like That's it's insane. crazy and it turns out his manager was kind of keeping him on it and then like and then like Whoa. and then yeah like taking the paychecks and like taking all the money pretty fucking no crazy way. story man yeah so now um his guitar player, at least to the current in the movie, his guitar player currently is also his manager. He knew that guy. He was his guitar player before, but he's like, hmm. dude, we got to kick this guy out. And, you know, uh, Johnny was like, man, I don't know. I trust him. He's my manager. But he was so doped up. He didn't know what was going on. And uh, so the uh, I, I forget the guitar player's name, but he ends up becoming his manager. They kick the other guy out. Um and uh, and then now he's recovering and like I mean he's playing man they showed him at his you know old age and you know twenty thirteen or fourteen just like just just ripping it man he sits down and plays um, yeah. but fucking just an awesome I gotta say Johnny Winter is probably he's probably the f- the maybe the most famous Firebird player like yes. you know, most identifiably bro a, a Firebird player there so you know obviously I like to bring up what gear was in the in the movie of and course. everything. And they do some really nice pan sweeps of his Gibson, which is his main one. He got it in 1970 uh, for like $225. And that's the one he still plays. It's always um, $225. I know, right? Which I know is still probably like $2,000 today. But yeah, of course. It but it was like, nothing. and I, I, it looks to me like an early 60s. I don't know when they started making those, 63 or 4 or something like that. I can't remember which year his, because I, I, it's a, it's it, a Firebird. I know he's, I've seen him, I, I can picture him with a Firebird 1. I can picture him with a Firebird 3. Like, I don't know. Oh, I'm not sure which one it's was got like the, the main two, one. It's got the two pickup configuration. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. And, but it's, it has a, the, and it's a it's a reverse body. Reverse body. Yeah. Standard headstock, I, I believe. Yeah. I think so. Um, and it's, it's anyways, that's a Sunburst one. But then they're kind of showing that and they show two other ones that I've never fucking seen in my life. There's a green one that's like yeah, olive. Color. It's almost like olived out, it's, you know. Uh, British H- racing green. Yeah, dude. Kind of like that uh, Gretsch you had a little bit. Totally. But a little lighter. Rally, that rally. Yeah, a little lighter. Oh, that is a beautiful color. Oh, my it God. Ages. It kind of it doesn't look green anymore after it ages. It kind of turns blue. Yes, exactly, dude. Exactly. It turns kind of blue. And then he had another one that I've, I've literally never seen this color. It was like a purplish blue. Like and and it was it was old. I mean, there's no way this wasn't original. Paint. I can't even mentally picture. It was a like almost like Joker dude. purple with like a blue oh. hue to it, dude. I'm not kidding. Well, did you, it have gold hardware? I can't remember, man. But they showed yeah. these nice shots of it, and you can tell it's like all the knobs are like it. It wasn't like a refin, I don't think. Um. Anyways, I'm sure you could look it up and find like Google like you know purple Johnny Winter you know firebird but dude that the two like sweeping shots it's only like a minute of the entire movie but they show his gear up close and it is just beautiful beautiful cinematography so all right dude uh, well speaking of riddler riddle me this or joker whatever you yeah said. yeah okay johnny winter is clearly a very famous person there's you know this documentary made about him like i said in my mind like mm-hmm. the identifiable fiber player however i own uh, at least two johnny winter records excellent and i could not name for you one original johnny winter song same here yeah um because he's doing covers like of like highway 61 revisited he's doing um, call it stormy monday i I know is one that he's like famous for like and and i get that that's the blues too but it's just like so interesting to me that i i i and i'm sure that there are some yeah but the point the really the point is that 
like it's crazy to me that Johnny Winter is so famous, and like I said, I can't think of his song. But then his brother Edgar Winter has yep. a song Frankenstein. Frankenstein. That everybody which he, knows. He plays on, by the way. Obviously, right? Yeah. They, they they're like both in the video together. together. Yeah, exactly. and like he played the like that like st- it was like kind of like a guitar, but not a guitar. It's like laying like, down, it like a strapped flat. on. Yeah, piano it's like a kinda. flat piano, like yeah. laying downwards. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, yeah, his brother played with him pretty much through like his entire career. Um, and uh, in Johnny Winter, like Edgar played in Johnny's bands. Yes, exactly. Oh, Edgar okay. played in, in Johnny's bands and then um and they would just play together, you know, like at you know, when he went to he did Woodstock and when he got to Woodstock, you know, I obviously I that. he had his brother play. Dude, that's what launched him. He went he went he had an article about Rolling Stone. He was hanging out with like Janis Joplin, like he knew like all the people. He knew He's all the blues the people and he knew all the rock people. And uh yeah, so he was like hanging out with Janis Joplin, he did some performances with her. Rolling Stone wrote him up in like sixty eight. And then immediately he gets signed to Columbia Records, and they had every record label was throwing money at him. And Columbia is who they signed with. And then he played Woodstock in '69, and I think that's really what really really launched yeah. him. Um, and then also, uh, I did not know this, but that Muddy Waters song "Manish Boy," you yeah. know, I, that's him in the background. That's Johnny Winter going "Hey," and he's like shouting in the oh, background. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and he's doing some guitar licks and everything, cool. and that they're stomping on the floor. Yeah, that's a. I didn't okay. know that was. That, I, didn't know I don't was think Winter. I ever knew that that was Johnny Winter. So yeah. that definitely makes him a whole hell of a lot more famous. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously he's already famous, but just the fact that he's on just like the mo- maybe the most heard blues song of all time. Yeah, and it's actually uh, they did a whole album together. Him and uh, that's from the the Muddy Waters record. I think it's called. Isn't like, that the fr- they did that at Chess, right? Uh, they didn't say in positive. the movie. I'm pretty yeah. positive that was done at Chess Records. It's called like it's called like Live Hard or something or Hard Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Yeah, exactly, something like that. But uh, yeah, good movie, man. I feel like how I'm... many I've got. I'm not even gonna give you a chance this time. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you how many Reverse Firebirds are you rating this one? Four. Is that what you were? Is that what you were gonna? Yeah, do? I was gonna do Firebirds. Yeah. Shut up, really? Swear, of course I was. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, four out of five, man. A solid four out of five. Uh, oh, folks, just so you know, we did not. We we don't do enough planning to plan these sorts of no, things. That, no. was, that was pure real-time gold yeah you know me man come on wow. dude i'm telling you now i'm just like firebirds are like the coolest guitar man i just i think <sighs> they look cool until you play them man yeah well that's the thing like, like they're just so weird they sit weird on your body mm-hmm. and he plays it sitting down which is even funnier that like you know it's kind of i don't know if that's more comfortable it does have a nice kind of curve where i was your gonna leg say that be. might actually be yeah. that might actually be a little more comfortable yeah but you know, total side tangent, I've been doing a lot of recording lately and uh, like guitar recording. And I have noticed that I hate playing sitting sitting down these days. I only oh. want to play standing with a strap on. Yeah, uh, that's a really good point. I think I've done the same recently in the last like year or so, maybe. It's, a couple years. I think it might be partially because when I'm recording... I'm always walking back and forth to do stuff, you know, yeah, it's like, right. so I got a multitask, but still either way, I just, well, you get more of a, like a performance. 100%. Out and, and I should say electric guitar. Cause I don't like ever put straps on acoustic guitars. So uh, that's I a different do. story. But like, <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I don't have like none of my acoustic guitars have, like I, I would have to do the thing where you put the, uh, that's the shoelace I, around yep, the headstock. That's you know? me, man. I love playing. I'm standing I, I up. Feel, on I hate. I hate how it feels. It like it always wants to slide off my shoulder. Maybe I feel like a, like an old country body. singer or something like that. You know, like you got to do a real up high. Yeah, real up high. I do, and then I I want to get like a nice like studded kind of guitar strap for that, so it's really sparkly and stuff, dude. You know how crafty Mandy is. You know, she I know she could up. get in there with the glue gun and the and the rhinestones. I love little it, riveter. But, Wait, so uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I totally missed it. Was it four oh, out of five? Four, I, I, you know what? I want to say like a 4.2 out of five. We'll do the, oh, okay. we'll do that. We'll do a decimal in there. Cause it was so four, like, four is too low. It was really so good. So like three firebirds and one long scale baritone firebird. Perfect. Absolutely. 
Damn. Um, right. So yeah, so that was uh, that's that's called uh, Down and Dirty, the Johnny Down Winter Dirty. story. Yeah, look it up. And and so I don't know when Ooh. we're gonna do this yet, but um, oh, go ahead, buddy. I, I had I was, one more that I totally yeah. I, I had a few notes here and I totally forgot yeah, about this. Um, I don't. Yeah. So there's a famous picture of Jimi Hendrix playing bass. I don't know. People have seen. He's playing a white jazz bass. Yeah. 100%. And he's playing with Johnny Winter. And I, I guess I kind of uh, never really noticed. And the and the bass really player told the bass player told this cool story where they're at this club, and uh, like I said, they knew everybody, and they were always like you know circling in each other's you know paths. And uh, the bass player, they're in the middle of a song, and the bass player gets a tap on his shoulder, and he turns around as Jimi Hendrix, and he's like, "Hey man, can I play your bass?" And he's like, "Well, of course I had to let him. It was Jimi Hendrix, you know." So that that picture, that famous picture of Hendrix, like just totally ripping a white uh, jazz bass, is from that is from the Johnny Winter show that 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 happened at. So that's kind of love a cool the story. context. Yeah, S- sick ad. That's that was a beautiful little postscript. Yeah, I had to throw to in the there Dave's something dog. about Hendrix and something about bass. You know, that's you just, had to. And what I was gonna say real fast is that we haven't gotten up yet, but Dave and I are working on just like our own little Hank and Dave pages for the website. Yeah, and um and and it'll be a great place to just list off in all of your dave's docs i think have your little have oh, a little, yeah. sh- have a little shelf where you just list off all the docs i could and, do that you know i could definitely kind of do that yeah absolutely we'll, get, we'll keep so, them posted for you guys that'll be somewhere for you folks to kiss i we do get we do get messages and notes and i love it from people and and they will say that they like they like getting the dave's docs recommendations so i appreciate that it. shit rolling dude. i appreciate the feedback that's awesome guys yeah, keep it coming too. well um, here's my feedback for you yeah keep keep it coming hank's hits Oh, oh, we're going to that. Okay, so um, didn't do one, really get to do one last week because uh, we had Bethany Thomas BT yeah. on, which was, oh my God. That, was that record, episode, by the dude. way, I went and listened to it right after, and I was like, dude, unbelievably cool. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a couple things. Well, first of all, I didn't do a Hank Hits because that because we wanted to just feature that. And also, not, I feel like we didn't really talk a lot about Material Flats, the record she did with Tawny Newsom, but that is also very good. Mm-hmm. So just like... Go listen to both of them. So I'm talking about this for a couple of reasons. One, that episode's great. Go listen to it after this one. If you haven't already, you'll learn something and laugh and love. Uh, two, I have started working on my, well, I shouldn't say that I started. I finished working on my top 20 records of 2020 list. Oh. And, oh, that's not 20. It's top 25 records of 2020. I got confused with all okay. the 20s. Uh, and I'm saying this now because I will share that with everybody. I make a playlist that goes with it where I just take like the, my favorite song from each of those 25 records and put that out there. But also um, because I had, it was so hard for me this year because I've listened to so much new music. Surprisingly Mm -hmm. I had, I was, I had BT she, her on there. And, and I also had a hand, the hand practices record on there, Excellent, but I, I had, they didn't make the final cut. And what I wound up doing instead was just making a list of all of my friends bands that made awesome records this year. So that will also be another list that we put out that we compiled to just get like some sweet former guests and my friends that have been on the show Beautiful. that put out albums this year. Excellent. Um, now to take it, to the final step, my Hank hits, Hank hits for this week. Um, I have to call back to the previous episode to that one, which mm-hmm. I, is that eighty two or three. Eighty three, yeah, eighty three, and that is with Evan Weiss. And we talked about uh, a record during that episode called "Clarity" by Jimmy Eat World. But during that, we also talked about another record called "Diary" by Sunny Day Real Estate. Mm-hmm. And that's now the one that we're going to talk about today because since we already sort of touched on it, then I wanted to just like get it out into the Hank Hits world anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also wanted an excuse to listen to the record this morning. So beautiful. Um, 
originally came out in 1994, which it doesn't sound that old to me. It feels a little fresher than that. Okay. Um, most people would call this the definitive emo record. In fact, that we were talking about that um, Rolling Stone uh, list that yeah. had the top 40 emo records of all time. Uh, this was number one on that list. Wow. Okay. Um, top to bottom, really awesome songs. Um, the version that I, I don't have an original pressing, I'm not that cool, but I did get the 2009 reissue, which has two bonus tracks. So it's now a double vinyl, which is cool. Um, have to mention, and and these are things, a lot of these are things that we talked about before, but from Seattle, um, a, 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 two of the original Mendel, <laughs> two of the original Mendels, two of the original members, Nate Mendel and William Goldsmith later went on to join Foo Fighters, right. which again, we talked about. Um, the band was kind of really sort of led and the main songwriter and singer was this guy. I still don't know how to say his name after years of reading it, but it's Jeremy Ennick, I think is yeah. how you say it. E-N-I-G-K. Um, but uh, I didn't know this. The record was actually recorded in Chicago at a oh, studio really? called Id Full Studios that I did not have enough time to properly research, but I'm quite sure it's not open anymore. Yeah. I've never heard of Haven't it. Haven't heard of it. Um, but man, it's just that record rocks. It's you know you call it. It's called this definitive emo record, and that term is sort of pejorative and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. it's it just it's kind of like a hard rock post punk record with if you then pay attention to the content of the lyrics specifically, which aren't like always super audible. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, it's much more emotionally based content. But like it's funny to me. Just the point is that it's funny that going back and like this is the definitive emo record, but it, it doesn't sound like e- bright eyes or yeah, dashboard exactly. or this <laughs> right. like oh, strummy acoustic emo thing, which was like to me what, that this was, was emo, this but... is this is the first this was the definitive first wave of emo and i think it yeah the second one it and spawned a lot the of the third guys. one yeah was the whole into it over it evan thing anyways yeah yeah um, it's still funny kind of funny all these things that are called emo that sound different but we don't need <laughs> to beat that dead horse right right um so the, i guess the last thing about this record if if you know we don't need to get into all the individual songs but there it, it's just if you're going to listen to sunny day real estate go check this record out well they were going to put out their second record and they worked on it for a while mm-hmm. and um i guess i don't you know they haven't really ever talked about it publicly and you know i'm sure that there are super fans that know more about this than i do but from my research it seems like they kind of like fell apart for the second record because the main dude got into jesus oh um, and i was kind of thinking i you know i wanted to pose this to you and i can you think of can you think of any other acts where like someone got real into god and they changed yeah like, off the top of my head i can yeah. think of cat stevens you know that's that that's kind of like well, the, they, the big one i don't know if they changed because i don't listen to him but i know in corn uh i think oh, right, head, yeah. i think head Brian got, head had welch yeah he, and there's a documentary about him actually I, I might have covered that one i don't remember but yeah he I got no we didn't but i would watch that one because i i'm not like a by any means a corn fan but yeah. i would be interested to know what happened with that because i know he went real deep into like and I, th- I don't think he is anymore. I think, you know, he probably still believes in God, but he was he went like both ways because he was banger kind of. Well, like, he went. You know, he was like the, you know, like doing meth. And then he's like he went the complete yep. opposite way. So, you know, it worked for him. And I th- yeah, I think he's leveled out in the middle a little bit more now. But uh, but yeah, I can't really think of any um, where it like totally sort of like just where they were like the band. A, yeah, where like they, the like, band was. And then the guy's like, I'm off. And it's so funny because it, it almost seems like one of those stories that you hear a lot about or maybe the like they joke about yeah. it, you know. But I can't really. I don't know. Maybe we'll have no. to put that one in the symphony next week. That's or a symphony. <laughs> All right. A little, little homework for us. Yeah, but yeah. Ch- I mean, I'll throw it out. Obviously, this this record will go yes. on the Sp- uh, Spotify playlist, which is something that we should do more a better job of getting out in the world because there's some good stuff on there for you to listen to. Yeah, maybe I'll repost uh, it uh, next week on the old yeah. Facebooks. Well, little extra content. I mean, there's nothing to say we can't do two posts in one day. I mean, mm. fucking get, mm-hmm. get fucking crazy. Get crazy. 
let's get crazy on some future gear this is a segment we haven't been able to do in a while which is basically just our catch-all segment for talking about new gear that's coming out and then whatever chosen topics we have i love it uh so first one, i just want to quickly mention this is pretty interesting actually uh so i think it's i think it's related to the this uh the pedal movie that's coming out there are all these really cool pedal uh collaborations that are going on right now like we yeah. talked about the chase bliss and zvax and there there's some other ones well boss has announced that they did one with Sola, Sola Sound, and made a boss tone bender, like an official boss tone bender, wow. which is fucking cool. It's Waza Craft, you know, so they're yeah. going to charge more for it. I don't know exactly how much it is, but I, if you've ever played a tone bender, they're really cool sounds. And also, like, boss isn't super their bread and butter is not their drive or, or distortion no. fuzz pedals. I mean, they sell a shitload of them, but oh, I have most of us would agree <laughs> yeah. that their, their, their best sounding pedals are things more like delays and yeah. reverbs and whatever. Agreed. Um, so it's super cool that they've partnered up with the, you know, one of the most respected original names and pedals and, and they're putting out a tone bender. So I can't I, wait. Is there I any demos of it, it out? Do you know, have you heard it at all? I ha- I, I don't, there probably are. I haven't, but it's funny because the more that, the more that I've made demos, the less that I, care about i shouldn't even say this because i want people to watch mine but the less that i care about other people's because yeah. i know how completely different things sound with a different microphone in front of the amp or preamps a different and, neck yeah. position pickup or whatever preamps yeah there's, there's way so too many, many variables ways. yeah exactly or what guitar you're even using you right. know? And, and, I, and i shouldn't say that they're not worth they're, that they're worthless but i would never make a giant gear decision based only on of uh, course demos like that that's a good point point. and this and this is probably one that has to be heard in person and really tweaked with a little bit because um, that tone bender is such a classic you know tone you and know. the tone bender is not for everyone's rig i mean Mm-mm. when i did that cme um full tone tone uh, tone bender clone video yeah uh that yeah that became pretty apparent and and, the, and not only that like when i was testing the the gear with it but also just the comments and how some people thought it just was fucking terrible sound oh, really and other people were like that's <laughs> the sound i love it so much so uh, yeah be careful with tone benders it's not for every rig or, or every type of sound i guess because they, they definitely can be bright yeah yeah for sure i love it but you know guitars are a mid to upper range instrument you, can, you want you want to have some stuff up there sometimes um, do we just quickly? You sent me one of the coolest guitars oh. I've ever seen for sale. Uh, I want to quickly mention that little. It, that little by the way, have you seen? Um, I've seen posts on Inst. I mean, I follow a lot of hashtags of like vintage guitar and stuff like that on Instagram, and I've seen like so many posts about that guitar now. A it's lot of people crazy. are posting about it. Yep. That's right. uh, it's a famous guitar. I mean, kind of, you know. Yeah. So if anybody's no Ry Cooter, famous slide player, known for these modifications that he would make to his guitars, they call it the Cooter Caster. Well, the original Cooter Caster, and I should say, you know, companies like Water Slide Guitars and a number, it, yeah. it spawned an entire cottage industry of companies that just make like Cooter Caster clones. Right. 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 Uh, but now his, what is? It, is it a sixty-seven? Yeah, sixty-seven. It's got the uh, perloid uh, dots, but it's got binding on the side of the neck, which I don't. I've I don't, know if I've ever neck. Seen, I don't know if I've ever seen that on a strat. Maybe it's I've weird. And and it's matchy headstock. Right? Wasn't again, it was like the yeah, seafoam matchy. Again, which is like something that's a super custom order if that's original yeah. paint from But he you know, he put these weird big lap steel pickups and stuff yeah. and such in there. <laughs> but the funny thing, well, I wouldn't say funny, the sort of striking thing about it that, that I think bummed both of us out in some ways was that this, you know, this guitar has come for sale on reverb and it's become this news post. Well, right before that, like David sent it around. You were kind of like 
hot on the on the trail of this thing and then after that one of our favorite guitar groups uh, ugly guitars on facebook yeah someone posted it as an ugly guitar and that i think blasphemy that that, that (laughs) triggered that triggered both of us a little bit i had to respond i was like you responded dude you you never responded i know i was so proud i don't ever like post anything i like liked your your response nice yeah i've got to figure out how to get gear buds on there so we can we can do battle with, with some of those which by the way if you're not following ugly guitars on facebook and you're listening to this podcast i think you would i think you would definitely enjoy it it's it's a fun group ugly Um, guitars and uh my new favorite guitar group which is a guitar group where everyone acts like boomers Um, everyone's in wait that's what it's called that's what it's called a guitar group oh my god i gotta join this that's hilarious everyone's in character and just posting like hell yeah borders and like you know fucking (laughs) like the the same typos. It's developed its own language. Get in now. It's so funny. I'll invite you. But oh, um, though, between those two, are there those are the reasons. And and checking on my Dave on on Gearbuds page. Yeah, those are the reasons that I have Facebook. At oh, I think I think at else. this point in our lives, I say it every episode. But we all need a little like levity in the uh, Facebook world. So if you can join as many groups that are that are fun like this and just filled with gear and and good vibes, that's that's what it's all about. I'm actually following a new one called um, Vintage Guitar Mart. I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were posting on Craigslist actually, and I was like, I'll check it out. And it's there's some co- there's some really cool listings on there, man. You it's know, uh, that's right. Stuff. We did t- we did both talk about that Craigslist post, and I, you know, I'm okay with it. I guess getting your name out there, but it felt a little weird to me posting about your other selling service on a selling oh service. yeah i mean that, that was a little weird I, it's a free it's craigslist it's craigslist yeah if it was like on yeah if it was somewhere else if they were like come don't go to this page but go to this page i think this people are still going to look on craigslist for deals you know but it's a it's a good one there's man there was like a uh fucking 57 gold top on there the other day and of course oh, the guy's but, like dude that's right but didn't wasn't some of that stuff like or no 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 i'm thinking of a different set you were sending me that where it had the scammy shit on it uh yeah remember there was that one it, it had like so yeah it was like a 56 or something it was oh. like really desirable oh. last paul for dude, really cheap i forgot about that i sent that to you a yeah. few weeks ago yeah, yeah i sent it to our buddy paul too uh, to paul, yeah. guest. and i was like dude it, it was a gold top for like three thousand dollars or right. no it was like even less it was, it was like six hundred dollars stupid something. it's obviously people uh, a little advice uh from from dave and hank if it sounds too good to be true it usually is it usually is, but I, I got to tell you what, man, that is the perfect transition into our our next course of conversation, which is all of the deals that <laughs> mostly me, but also you on one of them have taken uh, taken place uh, on lately. Because uh-huh. I will say that uh, sometimes if you're willing to take a little bit of a chance and have your buddy drive a little bit out to the suburbs for you, mm-hmm. um, you can get a really good deal. And then so basically what I'm being I'm being around the bush. I bought like it was a base, an amp and a cab off of a dude right yep and he wanted very little money because and we've talked about this a little bit he was just sort of getting jerked around well anyways over the past couple days i sold the base Mm -hmm. just the base and i still have the amp and and cabinet and i am using the cabinet in my rig right now oh cool. Um, yeah i still have the amp and cabinet but but i sold the base for more than i paid for everything yeah yeah that's 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 what you call a slam dunk um and then you know if, if you want to sell that guitar head too you can do that or was it a base first it is it's a base head it is for sale i've had a number of tire kickers but it's cool i'm in no i'm in no rush to i feel like my asking price is totally fair so i'm just gonna let it sit and that's and and so really the first thing i, I really want to say is that like deals are popping off right now folks so yeah. if you've got shit that you want to sell it's holiday season i also sold yesterday 
a I had uh, acquired a Fender Mustang combo amp. And, oh yeah. Um, I had a dude contact me saying, "Hey, I'm like putting together a beginner package uh, for Christmas. Like, I see you've got this amp. Like, what else do you have?" And I had a cheap distortion pedal also, so I was able to sell an amp and distortion pedal, and I even threw a little awesome. free little patch cable. Uh, and again, like pure profit on all this stuff too so it, it is it is possible you just have to i think the real secret is is being gear buds like us and knowing when like what the good stuff actually is mm-hmm. but also just patience man you've got it's like you, you put the stuff up you can't just like take the first offer if they're trying to lowball you because i did have someone try to lowball me on that amp and i'm just like nah, no that's i could and, i could take it but no nah, i'd rather not and that's that's know? kind of where you put your bulletproof vest on and you're like i'm not going to sell this unless we hit this mark and there's there's nothing wrong with vest, dude love well that. yeah because like i mean I, you know i think i remember when i when i first listed something I, dude this is so dumb i was trying to sell a getty lee jazz bass and this was so long ago and um probably 2010 or nine. And I was like, I listed it, but I, I put $1 because I wanted um, trades for it, which is, you know, kind of what you can do. Cause you have to put some kind of price in. And uh, the guy's like, I'll take it for a dollar. And I remember I got like upset about it. Of course I was, yeah. you know, 27 year old me, but I was also like, man, fuck this guy. I'm not going to sell it to him for a dollar. You know, it was just kind of like, I had to respond. Like you don't even respond to that shit. You know, it was just kind of stuff you learn along the way, but oh, yeah, it's no. uh, I'm 36 and I found myself engaged with the low baller on this amp. And yeah, like, yeah. I was cordial, but very clear in my tone that I wasn't going to accept any low ball offers at this yeah. time, you know? Yeah. Uh, as much as they try to dance around it. In fact, let me just quickly tell you this quick little aside, cause this is kind of bullshit. Honestly, I don't think I told you this yet. Um, so I got that amp that we're talking about right now. I had a dude contact me on it and he he's like, Hey, uh, I was going to email you to buy this amp. I think I'm asking $200 for it. He's like, I was going to email you to buy this amp, but then I looked it up and I saw that it had just sold like this exact amp had just sold on reverb for $25. I was like, what really because yeah. i had done so much research on this shit before i got it like i couldn't f- i found one sale and i think it was for like 100 bucks and this was a while ago right, right so i was like really that's weird and then he sent me the screenshot and i looked at it and it's not the same fucking amp man it has ah. different knobs <laughs> it literally has different knobs on there wow and i was like what are you talking about like i didn't you know i didn't I, in my mind i wanted to call him fucking sherlock or something but i'm like what right. is this like detective work that you're doing you think you're doing on this but then because then he offered me 50 dollars, and i was like oh so basically he thought he was doing this as like a way to get me to sell my amp for less than it's worth yeah i'm like no where because like well you see it sold for 25 dollars, and i and i go and to I'll, think, and, and it i'll says, give you 20 i'll get i'll double that for you and you're like well, that's no dude not what it I'm said 25 plus 75 shipping so it was a fucking hundred dollars oh, that's hilarious i don't care how you cut that money up it's oh, still a hundred dollars hilarious dude yeah that's so i was like hilarious. uh dude that's still a hundred dollars like well you wouldn't have to ship it i was like that doesn't matter yeah what are you talking about? i would still make a hundred like no and, and i also let's not forget a it's not the same amp right and right b, that i don't care what it's sold for on <laughs> i'm the i have the only one that, that is for sale as far as i can find on the internet right now yeah. so that means i set the market that's regardless hilarious. Don't be that per- don't don't accuse someone. And because I said I was like, I don't know why you're accusing me of something right now, but that isn't my amp. And he's like, oh, I wasn't I wasn't accusing you of anything. And he fucking straight up accused me of it. I was like, oh, dude, you sent funny, me a dude. screenshot, told me that this is like I'm trying to pull one over on you. Well, Get it's kind of like it's kind of one of those things where you know if if you like, I don't mind getting a low ball or throwing out. You know, yep. I don't define low Do ball. It. 
you know, but like get, try to get what you want. And if, you know, if the seller is serious, they'll counter with something that is their lowest price or say, I'm, this is my lowest price, but then that's it, you know, but the whole back and forth, like, well, this sold here and this is this, all you're doing is making me not want to ever meet up with you and have to give you this thing in person, Dude, you know? So you, the way you just said that, that is so perfect. And it reminded me of something else that we weren't even going to talk about, but that, that just happened yesterday. Yeah. I've got, I've got that Mesa as part of my listed stuff for sale. And I got an email from a dude offering me like a pretty decent, a fractal X effects, but the first generation okay, uh, in a rack with like a power supply and a tuner or something. Um, the fractal axe effects first gen ultra right now goes for like some have sold as low as like 500. That's way below market. Okay. Yeah. I would say on average uh, 650 to 900. For some reason, there's a right. little bit of variance there still, but still it, they're on generation three now I should add. So like it's two generations ago. It originally came out in 2006. So they're awesome. But like, it's still old. Well, anyways, yeah. this dude sent me an email about it. I was like, oh, that's a pretty decent offer, like confirming it's the first generation. And then he sent this like super long email back trying to sell me on why that first generation is still okay. Going through all like it's like having all the different pedals like He's selling a, a, you on a pedal it, yeah. board without knowing anything about me or like the fact that I own a Kemper or like have a studio yeah. and just like, like I know this shit, have man. A podcast then I didn't read that. We have all the fucking <laughs> podcast. Then I, because my email uh, has my uh, cell phone in the signature. Oh, right. Then I get a phone call later in the day and I, it, it was a number I didn't know from the burp. So I was like, it's, I get a lot of weird spam calls. I'm like, Oh, it's going to oh, be yeah. a spam call. Definitely didn't pick it day. up. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Well, I get, I then look at my phone a couple hours later and I have like an, a minute 45 long second long voicemail from this guy we never talked about calling or anything and again i never super aggressive i never responded and it was him again like running down all of the benefits and stuff and is like why and sometimes you know you wow. see him go on reverb right now there or you see him sell online for like 11 up to 1700 dollars. no they fucking don't well dude. if they did bro uh, you would sell it on that i mean plain that you would sell it yeah. and, and it's like just i know you want my amp but that's okay but like don't treat me like i'm a dummy has he you know? uh like, couldn't he just offer you cash for it or something or he just he really just wants to trade well he just wants to trade yeah. and you know i would consider a partial trade plus cash sure. for yeah. that deal because i'm not using the mesa right now and i would like to fuck around with the axe effects but the thing the reason that i won't do it is because a he, that won't happen he's overvaluing it which is sort of the point of the story yeah but b it's also really creating a lot of work for myself in the future because then i'm gonna have to sell that fractal axe effects yep. and to, when i decide to like not have it anymore because i have a kemper that i like already right um so yeah yeah you got to decide i mean that's a that's a big part about selling too you know you've got to decide what you want to get cash for and what you want to actually take the time to you know especially if you get a lump of things you know and you've got to part everything out and sell it individually yeah sure it's worth that much individually but that's like a lot of work and time and that could take a month or six months to sell everything totally you know let's say you bought like that remember that guy who had that lot of pedals i think we talked about it on here but he had like he had like five thousand pedals it was insane or yeah it was like a a million dollars worth of pedals yeah it was insane but it was like and he was like buy the whole lot you know Yep. And I, I think it, it sometimes that's a good idea. Obviously, no one person needs that many pedals. So you no. probably pick out what you wanted, but then you would spend a year or two trying to like get rid of all that shit. Oh, you you'd know? spend longer than that probably yeah. because so many of them are so rare and so expensive. There yeah. aren't They're not that g- many buyers for right. those pedals. So you're going to have a super high price on it and everyone's like, what the hell is that thing? Yeah, but you, uh, if you could do it into like the the point, the original point of us talking about this, mm-hmm. like if you could afford to do that and also 
afford to sit on it for a while, that is the way to make money. Oh yeah. Gear because oh, absolutely, that man. stuff is already valuable right now. Yep. You're going to get it at a discount in a, in a lot and then part it out later in 10 years when it's even more rare when the ones granted, assuming the ones that you have don't break or whatever. Right. Um, it will be that and that's just like guitars too like i mean that's people who bought bursts they didn't know they were going to be worth nobody knew quarter million right now people who sanded down their 50 strats you know we're like oh god take the next dude oh we haven't even talked about this yet though so one of the main reasons we brought up we want to talk craigslist and deals is the the trade that you and i made yeah we made a trade bro we did a deal and we actually got to see each other in person which was kind of that our first was that our first that was our first encounter since since well that was our first first rona encounter since like what march i think i swung by in march to i dropped off a camera for you and we hung out we hung out outside for a minute but yeah yeah Yeah, it was cool to see you in person we got i got to come in and look up all the uh you know all the recent things you've been working on and stuff yeah you get to see all the new acquisitions you got to see sophie uh, yeah first time in a while say hi to that old girl oh yeah but and the main point of it was we got to make a swap yeah and Uh, i'm really happy with the swap. what'd you get bro well i got uh shit i should look up the model because it's sitting it's i know what it is you do it's a wk2000 or 200? I can't yeah, remember. It's the 200. Yeah, the WK yeah. Uh, Casio WK200. I am not a piano player, but I've always wanted one at my house. Uh, I really love to have a few uh, few cold ones and uh, tickle the old ivories, man. And That's it's right. been a blast. And for those who've been longtime listeners, uh, what did I what did I trade you for it? Because I've talked about it on here. Before. You traded you traded your former space base to me to make it my current space base. Yep, the Memphis, the Memphis, the seventies. Just doesn't really have a name. It's just sort of like Memphis base. Yeah, the lawsuit. The, it's a you know it's basically a, a late mid late seventies uh, P base copy. You know, and it's uh, a Memphis boy. Yeah, it's the Memphis boy. It's made in Japan. Uh, and those are, you know, those are actually pretty cool. So I'm, I'm glad, Dude, I'm glad you're using cool. it. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. Um, like I said, if you end up changing out those flat ones, I want them back though. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've really, I've really you love the strings like or not? they are. I love the strings. Um, they're I smooth, don't right? love the electronics. Those have to go there. Oh yeah. Junk. I was going to um, do that. I mean, you know me, I'm not yeah. as inclined and I was kind of not playing it anyways because I have other bases, but, uh, I was going to say the first thing you should do is just take all the guts out and just put in something yeah. badass for it. it would, that's that's kind of so what cool. I'm thinking. Cause I, it's, it's gonna, it's, I don't need anything better than that for what it is. So I have no reason to ever get rid of it, especially considering we made it for a trade and, 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 and like, so it's not like I'd like spend money on this thing that I need to recoup. Right. Right. So it's, it's the perfect, perfect base for that sort of thing. I'll like, and, and also have to say, I love the fact that, um, of my two full size bases, cause I do have that mini U base. Both yeah. of them are your old bases. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I, now. I just realized that that's actually pretty so, funny. And they're uh, both another, like mid, another mid seventies, vintage mid seventies P bases yeah. that, um, you, uh, only get rid of your stuff to your friends so that you can still have it whenever you need. Yeah. To so one day, you know, I can go play it and, uh, can, it's like, it's like home again. Home. And yeah. I'll say it, dude, with the SVT. Oh baby. Oh man. Oh, yeah. Melissa. How did, I mean, I know you favor the 75 Fender, obviously, the yeah, real yeah. deal, but how did the Memphis sound through the P-Base? I mean, through the uh, SVT, pretty good? Oh, I mean, yeah. It, I, it's I an think, SVT. I think yeah. if I mic'd up my farts, it's going to sound pretty decent through that bass <laughs> right. right But that, no, honestly, like, and because I, I played it at home, I played it on the Kemper, I tried, like, my bass practice amp that yeah. I have at home, and uh, it, it is, it, so we were talking about this a little bit before the show, or a couple days ago, I don't know, but, like, it, it has been sort of striking to me how, while they do sound different, Mm-hmm how like maybe like especially when you're talking about just the p not not including the j side of things like they do sound different but i like not you know 
the several, like the thousand plus dollars, maybe $2,000 value difference between those two bases. They don't sound that much. Different. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good to know. Yeah. I mean, I originally bought that as a backup base um, and a space base, obviously, yeah. but you know, I, and I'll, I'll get into this too later. Uh, I went to my space last night. I had to swing by there and it was freezing in the room and that's why I don't leave guitars there. It was literally like 65 what? degrees in the dude, room. Dude, it's always so hot in there. What I, happened? No, I immediately texted the landlord. I'm like, dude, you yeah. gotta fix this. This is this every time the season changes, it's either too hot or too cold and yeah. it, there's nothing running, like there's no heat. But anyways, I bought that as a uh, backup base cuz I, you know, I'm just I'm super OCD like that. I like to bring two bases to a gig and I'm, I don't want to bring two vintage bases or two valuable oh. ones. So I was like, I'll bring that and you know, anything goes wrong with the wiring in one, you can just jump dude, on the other. Especially if you just threw new pots in there, that thing could gig tomorrow. Oh, dude, I no I, question. Yeah, and it plays pretty good. I mean, it you know up and it down does. the neck. It's not like uh, especially with my my weird CGCG. It, it likes it even <laughs> right? more. Nice oh yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, that's cool. It's man. it's the strings are a little too floppy. And, yeah, and like I can control it as a you know someone that knows how to hold like to how to control a bass mm-hmm. uh, for instance mark who is a is a great musician in in many ways isn't like a bass technician so i had to c- kind of coach him like you can't hit him that hard you like can't you have push to play down on the string much more hard. delicately yeah. you can't push it the string as hard you have to, and really it comes down to muting which yeah. we've talked about it a lot but i think muting is what separates the intermediate player from the advanced expert player yeah yeah like you play the same stuff but also are not playing the stuff you're not supposed to be playing. having control and that's really hard that's notes. just very that takes that just takes years of doing it it, does. it does so that's that's what to answer your question it fucking feels great for me but i think if someone who wasn't used to it yeah. picked it up it might be a little bit of kind of like blong 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 thing. plus i would be like i don't know that wacky tuning so i might have yeah. to like before we hang out like practice in that tuning so i can be like uh okay i'll tell you what dude it, for bass because the you know the high g string that stays the same so okay. really all, like when the only when i i I've played with a few different bass players. Some of them have tried to do, use that tuning. Most of the time, they just keep the bass in standard, but then drop the E to C. Okay. So then you have the full range down, but then like you can still play your normal shapes and stuff. Uh, like when I played with Melby, that's what he did. Yeah. It was just like too hard. Which I'm, actually, fact, I'm familiar with that tuning, actually. We used that for uh, an NXS cover of I Need You Tonight. We used that the, in the a uh, Volcanoes Make Island song as well, which was my first oh, time yeah. tuning down to sea. Sweet. Uh, I don't remember which song it was. But yeah, dude. Uh, Memphi Boy. But I'm glad you like bass. it, man. I'm really glad you like it. And here's the, the little bonus kicker. So I only own one. Pretty nice, actually. You've seen it, that tweed uh, hard shell bass case. And I kind of didn't, like, I wanted to keep that here just for, like, transport pur- purposes, but I don't have a gig bag. Well, as part of this, like, bass amp cab deal that we talked about earlier, dude threw in a gig bag. So now the Memphis lives in a gig bag at the space at all times. That's awesome. And I can say that we do have control over the heat, and I have it set to a balmy 80. Oh, that's, man, you have your own thermostat. That's on- We have our own thermostat God. and switch. And But, look, I have it set at 80. That that room is not getting to eighty degrees. No, it's, well, that's the thing. No it's a huge way. building, but yeah. you have to set it to eighty to get it to seventy. To get it sometimes. to like seventy, yeah. exactly. Right. But yeah, it was it was so cold in there, man. Like I was gonna hang out and play some drums and like fuck around, and I was just like, I'm. Well, that would be the only way to warm up too. Is fucking bashing on some kit. Right. Well, we're we're supposed to do some uh, recording today, so I'm hoping they get that sorted out. I I the guy's like, oh, I'll, I'll call. Apparently, the thermostat is in the room two rooms over. Explain that. Of course to me. it is. Yeah. But, why? Why not? But then why not put like a lock on it or something so somebody can't so just like, everyone could get to it. Well, I bet you or, the guys or only the people with the keys can get to it. Right. Well, and I bet you the guy who like who is oh, in that room, they probably yeah. are like, oh, dude, we got our own thermostat. Like, we'll just turn it off when we get too hot. And then I think they just forget about it. I guess something. that's fair because it's not like you. There's like a. There's not like a. 
you know, building like owner's manual or something you can no. reference like you would he know might that he may not have explained people. that to the tenants when they moved in Dude, but I, in fact now that i think about it my my like my switch to turn my shit on and off is inside the studio but the thermostat is actually outside it yeah i could be controlling it for multiple people too yeah granted it stays where i put it so yeah I would think well that's people and, would but that's it, how but. thermostats especially in an old building like you know an industrial building you don't yeah. want to turn it off and turn it back on because you're using way more energy to heat it back up you just want to leave it you know and that's so anyways uh but the guy's a very nice guy i called him i was kind of pissed off and i called him and then he was like super sweet and he was like oh do you want me to come out right now and i can fix it and i'm like no oh. man like don't run out you know it was you know seven o'clock at night like don't worry about it so um anyways that's that's my little rant about you know keep it at oh. a nice temperature in the uh practice space what were we talking oh about? yeah we have so much <laughs> stuff oh one thing i do want to quickly before we get away from the deals uh the last thing is i've been really 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 loving the contact free rona deals man like we we taught we figured out in advance they come they you know they were going to come to me yeah i'm gonna i they pay me via paypal like some one dude did it like an hour before he even came which oh, i don't ballsy. recommend yeah that was i wouldn't stupid. recommend that but the other people have been they've been like hey yeah one like because i don't want to even interact in any way with these people so i said yeah. listen like when you get very close like down the street drop the money in the account I, when when you do that i'll go bring it outside take a picture send it to you and that worked and and he, the dude immediately came picked it up and i was a little nervous that like oh someone just like came by my gate but ah eh, whatever i'm sure it's fine i didn't have to like be around them or anything i just like know that they touched my outside gate you know what's kind of funny <laughs> you know what's kind of funny uh well pre pre corona um when you used to meet people for like a Craigslist deal, I've had some, yeah. I've done a lot of Craigslist deals where I met the person and man, Dude. there's some weird people out there, man. It's, but there's some cool people too, man. I remember one time a guy came to buy, I think it was that uh, Rickenbacker guitar, that copy I have of that 330. Yeah. And he came to buy it and he, you know, I was like, eh, here's the amp. You can go play it in the other room and stuff and like crank it up if you want. And uh, he came out and we just started talking guitars and like we were hanging out for like 10 minutes and then I was like, you want a beer? And he's like, yeah, sure. And we ended <laughs> up hanging out for like a half an hour. It was pre- I mean, he didn't hang that long, but it was cool. Yeah. I was like, oh, I kind of made cool. a friend. I don't have his number or anything, but like, right. you know, it was kind of. You had a good hang. He's yeah. in mutual interest, a yeah. uh, little passion. You know, dude, it's weird though, because I think about that a lot. And I did a lot of Craigslist deals back in the day where I just like let people into my house. Yeah. it. I mean, it's sketchy. And like with all of my shit, you know? Yeah, dude. Well, you know, I think. I think some tips for that is is if you can talk to the person on the phone, kind of try to feel them out. I mean, you know, Henry, I think me and you have, you know, especially you, you grew up in the city and, you know, I've lived out here a long time. You get kind of a street smart sixth sense for certain things. You know, you can kind of tell if somebody's being kind of shady. Yep. Um, I'm not saying it's it's 100 percent, but no. But just um, be on alert for that sort of yeah, thing. Try Don't to, just you know, like take somebody at their word. Or if somebody's like, I will come by and give you $500 for this, and that's like their only response to your, you know, your thing, yep. kind of feel that out. You know, if they're super short on the email and stuff. But some people are cool and they want to talk on the phone. And, you know, because I think, I think in most cases that's fine. Um, but, yeah, that, that happens once in a while. Luckily, not as much as in, in the gear community as maybe in like, you know, um, I heard with sneakers, a lot of people get mugged on Craigslist and stuff like that, or you know, computers, iPhones, yep. shit like that. So video games, like but, PS5s and all that. Shit oh, right dude, now. there's so many sketchy PS5 listings out dude, there. You right tell me that story though, reminded me of kind of a similar but opposite yeah. uh, situation. Oh, the where guy, the, the cool guy. The well, wait, did I tell this story already? No, I was saying the guy oh, that I oh, met that was cool. Oh, oh, oh. Well, in fact, I mean, I probably did tell a story on this podcast before. Yeah, fuck tell it we've done again. a lot of episodes. Fuck it. Well, I'm th- I think I was thinking, I can't, I'm trying to remember what pals they were, but there was this dude, you know, on Craigslist. This is probably, 
over 10 years ago at least maybe i was probably like 22 23 or something like that like young but certainly an adult yeah and um so this again like just stupidly let this dude into my place and i think it was that he was like selling his kids old pedals if i remember correctly like it's my kid left these pedals and it was like right i remember i remember for sure one of them was an mxr dynacomp i don't remember what the other ones were but anyways i remember this dude and like he and, and it was sort of a similar situation and like it was very clear that this dude like wanted to hang out and he was like not that being older is bad or anything, but like he was just like this like old guy, and I was like this early twenties alone with this dude in my place, like not wanting to hang out. I like I just wanted to like check these pedals yeah. out. Yeah. But he kept as I was playing, you know, I'm all, I'm an all right de- decent guitar player. He like kept referring to me. He's like, "What are you? You some sort of child prodigy?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm fucking twenty three. What do you <laughs> oh, mean child man. prodigy? Creepy, that would yeah. be like if I was like seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, like he I'm kept just like trying to keep the conversation going even after the deal had been done. So I it was seriously like wow. the most awkward situation i literally had to be like all right i'm gonna walk you to the door now did like, you do the deal had... or not or did you get out of there i did yeah, yeah. no because he was selling i honestly think he was selling them just so he could like get out of the house and have a friend this was a long time wow but, uh, i'm not surprised uh, yeah. i mean that wouldn't surprise me at all was it in the city yeah it was in my uh, i was living on division at the time yeah man and it... uh he just like wanted to hang i think i was still i remember plug-in i had my it was the mxr dynacom plugged into a, a twin that i played at the time it was just like ripping loud in my fucking apartment which was goofy and yeah you know thankfully that i lived above a flower shop that was almost never open and below a drug dealer so they weren't gonna care yeah the one yeah the one where you're selling stuff out of your house is is pretty sketchy but at the same time like i wouldn't buy a pedal in a parking lot like of a 7-eleven or something because you know you got to try yeah. it out you know so i've done that a dude brought one time a dude brought his own like bow, like battery powered oh, station that's pretty that smart. set up on the hood of his car that's pretty smart dude that. i would do that yeah. i for me personally right now like I have so many deals going on all the time. I like, I'm kind of, I pr- I'm probably going to get scammed at some point, but I just ask for them to send pictures or like a video yes. beforehand showing right. that that works. And that's what I've done. Like for any of these deals, I've just like, made, I've just put my phone on it, the little stupid tripod thing and just shoot like, here's me showing you like the pots work or whatever. Yeah. That's um, smart. And that's been good enough because then I, I'm not like, I'm just, especially not in even after Corona letting people in my house again, but certainly not right now. Am I letting people in? To, like, oh check that yeah. Shit out? Not for like a no fucking, way. you know, $300 Craigslist. Deal. Yeah. And then they cough on your couch or something like that fuck that, Ugh, get, um, that shit out of my, get that shit away from me dude yeah i like it we've had a lot of good uh craigslist and like you know d- wheeling and dealing conversations today i love it man i know me too uh, yeah after this i'm gonna speaking of spaces i i did quickly want to mention before we get out of here that the forge as we're calling the space now uh is is officially going to be ready to do some tracking professional style from the control room because i finally got a snake you got a so snake we've, we've moved all the we've moved all the like interface and computer stuff and rack stuff into the control room and the snake is now here and i'm gonna carry that heavy motherfucker over there and uh spend probably all day setting it up isn't it funny when you um you get a piece of gear like that which isn't the most exciting thing you know it's like the piece it's of the puzzle so that you boring, need dude. It's but it's so sitting in your boring. house since tuesday and you're like i can't go over till saturday and i'm just staring at this thing like you can't can't play with it you know it's no, not like that a was the fuck of it because i, I placed <laughs> the order and i was and i and i got four tracking numbers two for tuesday two for wednesday oh weird and you know i have the space still on tuesdays the two for tuesday of course didn't come snake, so of got, didn't get it until wednesday oh so, yeah they were it comes like things, yeah. wednesday morning and then i've just had to like stare at this giant box yeah. and, and i haven't moved it out of my living room because it's big and heavy and i didn't want to carry it again right um 
but yeah i cannot wait because then that means future podcast guests we're going to be able to jam yeah. with and record with and have fucking hangouts in there and all I can't that wait, shit man. and yeah it's it's a good sized place man it's, it's, it's cool. uh, Decent little, little setup. All right, buddy. Well, I feel like that's a that's a pretty good tight sewed we did ourselves there. Yeah, that was a fun one, man. I uh, I always love the duo cast. We love our guests, but we always love catching up, man. So we love uh, each other. Hope, hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, Hank, I hope I love you. I hope you have a safe weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you. I'm sure I'll talk to you today. I'll love you too, baby. Right. I'll talk to you today. <laughs>